I am reading selected verses from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning in verse 12. Hear the word of God. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he choose, chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then deeds of power, then gifts of healing, forms of assistance, forms of leadership, various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? Strive for the greater gifts. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Friday afternoon, Paul Silva, our facilities manager, opened the door underneath the organ pipes and was met by flames. The focus of the eye, the thought of the brain, the movement of every fiber in his being was to put out that fire. Nothing else was going on in the world in his mind. Paul was focused. Have you ever experienced such an episode? Maybe you've had to fight your own fire, trying to put out a blaze before it consumed you. Maybe there was a time when you had to grip the wheel and keep your life from careening off the road. Maybe you've had to hold on for dear life sometime in your life. Times in your life when you clearly knew your purpose. I think that is what is driving Paul. Not just Paul Silva, but Paul the Apostle. The Apostle Paul has a passion. He's focused. His life is focused on the resurrected Christ, and he has found the resurrected Christ made manifest in the people of the church. In fact, he calls the church the body of Christ. He writes to the Corinth church saying, just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit we are baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we are all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. I think the Apostle Paul senses that he's about to lose his congregation there in Corinth. They're just engulfed in their own passions. All they can see is what I want, what I need, what I see is most important. It's all about me. What do I want? Well, that is the temptation 
that is told in the gospel stories. You remember the story. The Spirit drove Jesus into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, and there in the wilderness, the devil showed up. How? How did the devil show up? Not with red horns and a pitchfork, but I think something a little bit more subtle. The devil bubbled up in the head of Jesus with words that say, what do you want? What do you want? What do I want? Why shouldn't my life be all about me? You see, Jesus was alone in the wilderness, alone. He hadn't anything to eat or drink. The heat by day was unbearable. The night cold. His pillow was a rock. When a bad night happens to you, or you go without a food for 12 hours, you know what happens. In fact, we've taken a poll and we've all found you unbearable. That's what happened. But Jesus, I don't know how, but he was so focused on his purpose that he said, sorry, Mr. Devil. I happen to know that my life is not, it's not about me. I happen to know that I am a savior, a savior not of myself, for myself, but for others. I know folks who have a hard time believing in the devil. I think the devil's easy to believe in. Probably know the devil personally, that voice that comes inside that says, life is all about me. Those words just take the life right out of a savior. Jesus is different. Because Jesus is about the holy, the holy. I remember in seminary, my Hebrew class, the instructor telling the class that the word for holy in Hebrew is the word for other, other. I've always thought of the holy was something that was fire and smoke and high and lifted up. When Moses saw a burning bush, he kicked off his shoes, he fell on his knees because who on earth has ever seen a burning bush in the desert that wasn't consumed, that just kept burning eternal? That's, that's just something other. When the prophet Isaiah was in the temple one day, he was surprised to see something other, like nothing that's ever happened in church service before. God was high and lifted up. The, the hem of God's garment filled the temple, and six-winged angels flew around, and they sang, Holy, 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 other other, other, this is something else. But when you look at the stories of Jesus, the holy of Jesus, the something else of Jesus, it often most happens when Jesus touches the other. When Jesus touches the sinner, the moment is holy. Why would he do a thing like that? This is beyond belief. Why is he with those people? We've never seen anything like this. It's, it's other, it's, it's holy. Jesus touches the untouchable. No one touches them. Jesus touches them. It's holy, it's other. When Jesus is in the wilderness and the hour is late, everyone's hungry 
he touches bread and what makes it holy, what makes it different, that in a tight economy, he doesn't feed himself. No, he feeds the multitudes. Holy. Holy is listening to others. Holy is praying for another. Holy is giving for another. Holy is singing for another. Holy is providing a hand for another. Holy is all about the other, 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 other. Holy, holy, holy. I heard recently a friend of mine explain that he was wrestling with his anger about another person in his life. His anger was affecting his work, his family, his life. Everyone was suffering because he was suffering. And as a Christian, he knew he had to forgive this one. He had heard it a million times in church, but his anger couldn't get him there. So angry. And now so disappointed in his own faith. And he went to see someone else, some, some other person other than himself. And that other person told him that he had to put the fire out. You don't need to get to forgiveness. You don't even need to get to reconciliation. You just need to get to the place where you can breathe again. That's it, just that place. And those words for him were like the words of God, something other, something holy. One day he may get to reconciliation, one day he may get to forgiveness, but it's in God's time. He just needed real words, different words, other words, holy words. Holiness takes us into account. It knows our limitations and applies time and time again. Amazing grace. Holy is the body of Christ. Holy is the church. And that's why Paul, the Apostle Paul, is so passionate about it. He believes that the world needs something different, other. When the smoke filled the sanctuary on Friday, filled it up all the way up to the rafters, so holy, holy, holy. This is something other. Wasn't what I was looking for. We were in trouble. What we knew is that we had memorial services for Dakey coming up just the next day. What did we do? We instantly called our neighbors down at Vine Street. called them up. We said, we got a funeral service just tomorrow. We've got another one on Monday. And before we could even finish the sentence, the answer, holy, with the body of Christ. What do you need? We need a Savior. That's what we're about here. We're in this together. Be holy other. Paul says holy is patient. Paul says holy is kind, not envious, boastful, arrogant, or rude. It's something that does not insist on its own way, 
not irritable, resentful, does not rejoice in the wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, hopes all things, endures all things, it never ends, it's eternal. It's eternal. It's the body of Christ. It's you. It's me. It's all God's children. Holy, holy, holy is the passion of Christ. <laughs>